0: this morning? Why are we here? Why are we here? That's not some esoteric or philosophical uh, question. Uh, We're not talking about the meaning of life this morning, which, well, we we really are. Um, But why did you roll out of bed this early this Sunday morning? Uh, I don't know about you guys, but my bed was really comfortable this morning. (laughs) It was really comfortable this morning. It was so comfortable that the alarm was going off on my phone, and it was a song in my head. (laughs) I'm like, I like that song right there. I am not going to move. My wife nudged me, and I got out of bed. But why did you drive all the way to 15635 Vision Drive this morning? Many of us will have different answers as to why we showed up this morning. Um, But my sincerest hope is that we're gathered here in this building to worship. Believe it or not, there is nothing more important in this life than worship. There's nothing more important in this life than worship. We all worship something or someone. And uh, my heart and my desire for us is that we worship the right person and we worship him rightly. We worship him in the right way. And so when when we begin to talk about worship, most people will think that I'm talking about music. When you say worship, most people think about music. You may be Hillsong or maybe Donna McClerkin or whatever you like, whatever your flavor to worship is, you think of that. You think of Caleb. You think of, of, of my, my, my mama used to say, baby, put on my spirituals. That means gospel music. Put on my spirituals. Niecy, you know what that is. Put on my <laughs> spirituals. But when we connect with God and worship in that way, we feel like that's worship. And it is. It's a part of worship. However, when we gather together on Sunday mornings, when we drive all the way here, we participate in this thing called corporate worship. Corporate worship. It sounds very technical. It sounds very kind of sterile. But what that means is that we come together as a congregation to worship God. And God promises to bless us if we show up and we worship him in this manner. You see, sometimes we think it's about us. Well, the music wasn't just right or the lights just wasn't just right. Or pastor didn't say what I wanted him to say because I was hoping that I got a word from the Lord today because I put in an application on this job and I really want to hear a word from the Lord. I wanted him to say, enlarge your territories and all that kind of stuff. But God didn't say it this morning. And so I don't feel real happy about worship. But let me tell you something. When it comes to worship, it's not about you. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not about you. You ain't got a neighbor. Talk to your donut. It's not (laughs) It's not about you. And we need to realize that when we show up in this manner, something supernatural happens. We look at worship and corporate worship, and when we show up, we look at it like this is some kind of human enterprise. Like it's just the guy up there speaking. And I I wrestle with this. I promise you I wrestle with this because I don't feel special, but I know God has called me to this. Or they're just ladies and gentlemen up there singing songs and playing instruments. And I understand that, 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 that it just, you know, that was Tina. And you just had an argument with Tina in the parking lot. Well, hopefully, see, i use the name that ain't nobody here that's singing named Tina. I just use it as a hypothetical. And so now that she's up there singing, God is not using that. Or when we show up to, 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 to take communion, it's just bread and grape juice. But God has promised that when we come together collectively, something supernatural happens and we have to have supernatural expectations when we show up here. One of the reasons we flipped the service this morning, because I want us to have an anticipation of showing up 945. Be ready. You might not be able to get in the doors because we're still doing run through. But listen, be ready. Anticipate God doing something when you show up in this space. And as we anticipate God's presence, God desires to abide in the praises of his people. And so corporate worship is comprised of these things, and we're going to talk about it. Music is a part of it, but preaching and hearing his word is a central part of corporate worship. I brought this. This is my Superman cape from when I was in Honduras. It's stuck. This iPad case has a magnet on it. Sorry, I didn't know that. And so sometimes when we Well, maybe I don't dress up. I don't dress up either. But sometimes when we play dress up games, it makes us feel special. It makes us feel super. So I'm going to preach with this cape on today. That's okay. And it's not because of me. It's not because of my strength. It's because of Jesus that's on the inside of me. Amen. And so what are the elements of corporate worship and why do we show up? Why do we walk into these doors on Sunday mornings? Reading and preaching of Scripture. We also show up here to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs together. When you open your mouth to sing a song unto God, it's an act of worship. Because the, 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 the thought is that you're singing out of the expression of your heart. Ladies in the room, don't expose your husband, but when y'all first started dating, did he used to sing songs to you? Or did he play songs for you? I'm going to expose myself. I had a mixtape when me and my wife used to talk on the phone. (laughs) I had all the good songs, too. A little shy. Because the expression of my heart came out through the song. I couldn't sing real well, but I knew somebody who could. And so God wants us to show up on Sunday mornings and us to open our mouths and sing praises to him because it's an outward reflection of what's going on in our hearts. There's something about when he hears us sing together like this corporate choir, this choral heavenly choir. He wants to hear us sing. And the Bible says he desires to abide in the praises of people. I don't know why God wired this way. I don't know why he made the relationship this way. If it was up to me, man, I would say, hey, you can worship in your bed. You can worship watching a uh, badge, Netflix uh, marathon. You can worship doing the, and you can po- do some elements of worship doing other things. But there's something special about this. And so we come together to sing songs, hymns and spiritual songs. We also come together to pray. Now, some of you might be saying, I can pray at my house. <laughs> but there's something about when we lift up our voices together and we pray on one accord that God hears. We come together to celebrate baptism and the Lord's Supper. These are two commandments. These are two edicts that God has given to his church, that we should celebrate baptisms and the Lord's Supper. Because they're symbolic of fellowship. They're symbolic of communion. They're symbolic of being a part of God's family. And lastly, when we come together here at NECC, we come to stir one another up to love and good deeds. And so we're going to talk about some of those elements this morning, not all of them, uh, but we're going to talk about some of those elements this morning. And so what we do here on Sunday mornings, as I say, is supernatural because God lives on the inside of us. And it should impact the way that we live our lives the rest of the week based upon this gathering this morning. Some of us have grown up with this with this idea of worship or church service as this thing that we do. It's this grudging thing that we do, and we don't really realize what really happens when we just obey God. Again, I'll say it: It's not about us. It's not about us. I was joking in the hallway with a couple of guys uh, last week after service, because you know, I like harassing people, because that's what I do. I'm just a little booger like that, and so. Um, I said, my love language is harassment. And then the person told me, he said, listen, 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 it's not about how you love. You need to reread the book. I guess I need to reread the book. And so it's not about how we feel when we show up here on Sunday mornings. It's about how God feels about us showing up here on Sunday mornings. Some of us drug ourselves in here this morning. We did not want to go another further. It's been a long, long week. It's been trying. It's been hard. It's been pressing. And I can talk to 50% of the people in the room, and 50% of the people in the room at any given time is going through something in their life that is challenging. And the rest of us are on a mountaintop experience, but get ready. You're going to get back in that valley in a minute. And so we just flip flop. And God has told us that when we come together in corporate worship, he will refresh us. He will renew our spirit. And so this is a fueling station. So it's about worshiping God, but we benefit from worshiping God because he refuels us. He restores our soul. And this is utterly and vitally important. And so our worship here for these few hours on Sunday morning should affect our worship 365. Worship is the activity of glorifying God in his presence with our voices and our hearts. We understand when we come together in a general assembly, God has been talking about this since the book of Isaiah. And he's talking about gathering us together. And he talks about in heaven in revelation that there's going to be this great multitude standing before him ever making praises unto him. So you might as well get used to it now. We understand when we worship that Jesus is superior. And God is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. And so what do we do when we come together and we worship? We delight in God. Psalm 84, verses 1 and 2, 4 and 10 talk about this. It also talks about God delighting in us. And so I want to zero in for just one moment about the preaching element of worship. God tells us that faith comes by hearing Romans 10:17 and hearing the word of God. And so, like I said, I feel uncomfortable talking this way because it's about me, because I'm due to the majority of the preaching around here. And so it feels real weird. But God says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And some of you guys say, Well, I can listen to God on my iPod. The UVersion Bible app is awesome. You can read the Bible in all these translations. You can also listen to the Bible in all these translations. I can hear the word of God as I sit and I and, and, and I just read in my in, 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 in my den on my sofa. So I can have faith in that way. And you would be correct in saying that. However, the the, the writer of Hebrews, in Hebrews. 1025 said, do not forsake the gathering of the brothers. And when we come together collectively, we come together to read his word, to listen to his word. And watch this in Hebrews 13, 17. We're going to zero in here real quick. It says, obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning for what that would be of no advantage to you. What is the right of Hebrew saying in this? He's saying, listen to your leaders because your leaders watch over your soul. And something uniquely awesome happens when the word of God comes from your leader. I didn't raise my hand. The Lord raised my hand for me. And there's something about the way that you can show up on Sunday mornings and I can get an inkling in my spirit on, uh, on Saturday night. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't even know why I'm saying what I'm saying. And I show up and somebody will say, you spoke right to my situation. As the elders and I get together on Wednesdays and as we chat and we communicate through the week and we chat and communicate about this church a lot is because the Lord has given us, he's given us this ability but he's also given us this awesome privilege to watch over to watch over the congregation and to rack our brains in, in, in saying Lord what are you speaking to your church right now? Now I'm not discounting you can hear God on your own, I'm not discounting that one bit but something unique happens when it comes from the elders of a of a local church we live in a culture we live in a day where i know that it's been abused i know that sometimes we get it wrong cuz we're human but that doesn't discredit, that doesn't discount showing up here with anticipation of God speaking to your heart, speaking to your soul. And so the challenge is, and I've talked about this a lot recent, in, the, in, the, in the recent past, the challenge is when we start talking and touching stuff, people start getting mad and people want to walk away and they're walking away and they think they're walking away from the church. They think they're walking away from me. But listen, you're walking away from God. Again, I'm going to say it one more time because I feel real uncomfortable talking this way. I look at the man in the mirror all the time and say, God, who am I that you would use my vocal cords? God, who am I that you would use my prayers? God, who am I that, that you would have me lead a local congregation? Who am I, oh Lord? But just like we talked about last week when we talked about Moses, say, who gave you your mouth? And so when we show up, we should show up in anticipation that God will speak. This is the reason that I give the email address of the elders. If you don't agree with what God is saying on Sunday mornings, let's sit down and talk about it. We can dig into it deeper. But God wants to speak to your hearts in this hour on Sunday morning. And so we should come with expectation. Also, we talked about when we worship in this time, there's singing that goes forth. Why is the singing important? Let's look at 1 Corinthians 14, 16, and 17. It says, otherwise, if you, give thanks to your, if you give thanks with your spirit, that word giving thanks actually means praise. So if you're giving praise with your spirit, not to your spirit, that's just crazy. How can anyone in the position of an outsider say amen to your thanksgiving or your praise when he does not know what you are saying. For you may be giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not being built up. What is he saying here? There's something about my praise that can build other people up. I don't know if you've ever been in a worship service and someone just really got going And it was something about what they were doing, and you weren't even involved. You didn't even want to be there. Like, you just had a fight on the way to church that morning. Your mama was on your nerves for the kids. The kids was on your nerves for the mamas. Uh, Your husband was on your nerves for the wives. The wives, you, you know what I'm trying to say. Everybody was on everybody's nerves. Everybody in the car was on the edge. Let's get to church. And someone showed up with an anticipation to meet God and expected to meet God. And they began to praise and they were in your general vicinity. They were in earshot of you. And you began to hear what was happening and something began to happen on the inside of you. There's something about your praise that we need here corporately on Sunday morning that builds the rest of us up. If you don't know what Paul is talking about in this particular chapter of Corinthians, this is right when he's talking about all these spiritual gifts. And he's talking about tongues and all this kind of stuff. He's talking about, why would you speak in tongues when nobody can understand it? He said, it is here to edify the church. He said, I would rather you prophesy so people can intelligently understand what is being said. That's why we choose to sing songs that lift up God and praise God and not about ourselves, not about our circumstances, not about our situation. It's about him. And so when we praise God, mountains move. Struggles become lesser. Ideology shift. I don't know why God set it up this way. He just set it up this way, and I'm just here to tell you this morning, He set it up this way. And so we' sing phrases. Also, He calls us to action. He calls us to action on Sunday's morning. James 4:8 says this. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Draw near to God. Some people might be saying, well, wait a minute, I thought God was everywhere. How am I drawing near to God, and God is everywhere? Again, it's talking about your heart posture. You showed up with expectation that you're going to draw near to God, and the Bible says that he will reciprocate it. When you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Sometimes we can show up and we can have our arms folded and we didn't want to be here. Because they're not singing my song. Emery went and got Shipley Donuts this morning. She knows we're supposed to have Round Rock Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. He going to sit up here and preach the same sermon he preached last week and think I don't, I don't recognize it. It's cold in here. It's hot in here. It's raining outside. We come with all these things and God is saying, just draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. I think if the church will really understand what happens in this hour, it's not about a person. It's not about the service. It's not about this. It's about God showing up in the midst of it. If we came with anticipation that God is here, we were running here on Sunday mornings. David said, I was glad when they said unto me. Let's go into the house of the Lord. The psalmist would say that that, that, that my enemies were all around me. They were trying to take me down, but I led a procession into the kingdom of God, and it brought joy to my heart. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about him. It's about him. Draw near. To him because he wants to touch our lives. And he can only touch our lives. And this, 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 this. Don't miss what I'm saying because you want to be theologically astute. Because some people get all, you know, hyper spiritual sometimes. Like the song, I love this song, Reckless Love. You know, people are arguing about that song. God would never be reckless. Shut up. I love that song. Give <laughs> my cape. God has bound himself to his word. Follow me. God would not step outside of the boundaries of his word. If God were to step outside the boundaries of his word, he would have to cease to be God because then he would be a liar. God has prescribed the way for us to approach him. We live in a culture of, culture of easy believism. Just approach God any old kind of way. Do whatever you want to do before God. God, there's grace. He won't zap you. And just because He won't zap you, you feel like you can just treat God any old kind of way. And God has prescribed the way to approach Him in worship. Now, this is going to blow some people's theology, and I'm sorry about this. But Jesus said, No one comes to the Father but through me. And so there's not a whole lot of ways to climb the mountain. There's only one way to climb the mountain. God is a one-way God. And I know it sounds elitist. I know it sounds separatist that we would say such a thing. You Christians think that you have a corner of the the world. And not that other people can't see God and be revealed to God, but that God does something different in the the nature of his people. And God is saying, if you want me to draw near to you, listen, 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 draw near to me. Listen, if you, want, if you want a quality of life that you need in order to live like Christians, you need to join yourself and graft yourself to Christian community and show up when the door is open. And when you show up, these are the things that we're going to do in there. Listen, I would love it. I would love it. Brothers, you know I would love this. If the Lord said show up on Sunday mornings and we watch football and then we can get glorified <laughs> that way. These TVs will have the cowboy game on this evening. We will follow the cowboy schedule. We'd have been here last night watching the Longhorns. Like we were like, yes, that's the way you glorify God by watching football. <laughs> Ladies, the home shopping network. I don't know what y'all watch. Y'all don't watch. I don't, y'all watch. I don't know what y'all watch. I don't know what y'all watch. Hallmark Channel. I don't know. Knitting, crocheting, doilies, I don't know what you do. It's football season. That's all I know. What I do. But if God were to say that, man, I would be all on board for that. But God has not said that. God has said something wholeheartedly different. He said, Sure, read my word. Mm. He said, hear the preach word. Mm. Listen to songs that you don't listen to all week long, but you come on Sunday and you listen to those songs. You love them on Sunday, but all week long, you turned up. <laughs> I love it. I love it sometimes. The worship team, y'all will love this too. Like sometimes people say, when we start singing that song, we've been singing that song for seven years. (laughs) I love that song. Y'all just heard it. (laughs) It says to encourage one another. Be in fellowship with one another. Encourage one another. Speak to one another. Open your mouth. Raise your hands. Do what you got to do. And listen, I'm not saying that if you don't raise your hands, you're not worshiping God. I'm not saying that. It's about the posture of your heart. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if you feel the unction and maybe, I'm like sugar, maybe God's trying to tell you something. As long as you're not being a distraction to everybody else, worship him. And I guarantee you, when you get that, when you get to the place where you're not worried about what everybody else is thinking, God to say now.